two division world champion. Great win against a very, very good, tough world champion. The journey continues, the history continues. Over to you guys for questions. First of all, Casey, what was your performance tonight? Um, I probably have to back and watch the read, but um, I'm very happy with the performance tonight. It was a very, very smart performance, a very clever box of exhibition tonight, so I made the five as easy as possible for myself. Listen, I isn't the Ross a bit more than normal? Exactly. I didn't <laughs> get back to the What was the plan to make you chase around the ring and then just jab it and then get combinations off it? Yeah, there's no plan to stay in our trade shots where the, you know, that, that's where our strength so I, I, the plan was always to box on the outside and um, I, I think I, I stayed this one for the whole five. I'm just going to ask you, what's it feel like being a two division champion? This is incredible. Uh, too late. I was getting very emotional during because that that's how it meant to me. And I was overwhelmed by the support there tonight. And uh, to be a two-way world champion as well, every uh, to be a one-way world champion as well, every player dreams all the time. I became one spirit champion a few months ago, and now here I am as a, as a two-way world champion. And it just keeps getting better and better. Like Eddie, Eddie, was you were even choking. It was the first time <laughs> actually you couldn't. The first time you couldn't speak. I said to Katie, I said, I said to Katie, I went, "Why you Eddie talked a bit about that crowd when Katie won. I mean, that atmosphere. Amazing. Yeah, we've been building to this for a long time. I mean, I remember when she had her debut at Wembley. You know, we had a couple of hundred Irish up there, and uh, tonight I know Crotter sold a lot of tickets, and it was, you know, it's, it's in his hometown. But there was a lot of Irish in there tonight. A lot of Irish. And the great thing about the support now for Katie is we know that in Ireland she'll always be a legend and they'll always back her but everybody else is now it doesn't matter if it's in Manchester or London or New York you know or Boston or Philadelphia all these places like when you look back at what she's achieved in such a short pace place of time not just the undisputed lightweight world championship not just a WBO a lightweight world champion like welterweight world championship but everywhere that she's been everywhere that she's boxed all the brown ground that she's break, broken and it's like it's been constant so it's like right win the world title at Millennium Stadium, you know, boxing at Wembley Stadium, you know, then go and unify it, unify it again, undisputed at Madison Square Garden, you know, then come back, headline in Manchester Arena, and there's so much more to do. The tough thing is, what do you do next? Because she's got about eight different options, and it's just choosing the right route, and there's so many opportunities to keep creating history, you know, some of the things to tick off on the box is, Unifying at 140, mm -hmm. being undisputed at 140. You know, the first ever two undisputed world champions fighting each other in Brackhouse against Taylor. Headlining her own card at Madison Square Garden against Amanda Serrano, the rematch with Delphi Persoon. You know, like there's so many different options and it's gonna be really interesting to sit down and say, which one do you go for? For me, I would love to see her become a two-weight undisputed world champion. Brackhouse then, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm talking about Undisputed at 140, oh, you know, but again, everybody wants a Serrano fight, mm. you know, everybody wants the Bersoon fight, everybody wants the Brackhouse fight. So it's really it's such a great position to be in, it's just about plotting now and strategy and getting it right. And ultimately, that's down to Katie and Ross and Brian. We just come in and say, This is all the opportunities, but literally, the opportunities are this long. So it's, it's a fascinating. Tell time. them all, we'll get to them all. Yeah, we'll get them all. Bet your life, you'll get them all. Prioritise, prioritise. I'd 
think so. I, I definitely know that I have to say this with your little flight line as well. Ross has really written it to me for the last few months and, uh, and yeah, that's exactly what I did. I said, I said yes, I moved very well, I was up and offer very well and my job was, was very good tonight as well. So I was very yeah, for a change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Did, did it require much? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was a big puncher, so we knew yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Gotta give her credit, too. Yeah. Hell of a fight. I'd say it's not money that would be her. No. I mean, you know. Like, that's now all these fighters that Katie's beating. Um, Pursuit, great fighter. Leonardo, too, great fighter. McCaskill, now your scenes, now unified at 140. You know, Bustos come back and won a world championship at 140. She's fighting Brackhouse on our Monaco show coming up. Farias is a really, really good fighter. Um, you know, I think that was the eighth past former future world yeah, champ tonight. Stashy, Stashy, But I mean, you know, all these—they're all top fighters. Rose Volante, very, very good fighter as well. Like they're, they're undefeated. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Kate, how did you find the sample in weight I felt great though, all camp really, this is probably the, the best I felt in camp going into this fight. I had a longer camp this time as well for this fight. I was able to build up the strength. And it was great being able to, to eat as well in the morning during five weeks. Um, I walk around around uh, around four because so I was having literally just seven the scales. Um, so I didn't have to cut any weight for, for this fight. But I felt strong, but I would feel just as strong at 135 as well. So. And her power, how did you feel? Yeah, she definitely had a very strong punch yeah. and um, we knew that coming into this fight as well. She had a big right hand. Um, yeah, 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 I can get her to turn the fight down. She's so. a big one for you. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. Massive, yeah. massive. Yeah. massive yeah. It's one thing, you know, McCaskill's coming up from 35, mm. you know, Bustos is coming up from 35, but she's a huge one for yeah, yeah. you. Know, how do you feel when Eddie lists all the possibilities? future opponents for yourself, does it feel good to have such a big tally on your back? It's great actually, there's no shortage of huge fights out there for me. So when I first sat down out of here in three years ago, we didn't really know what way this journey was going to go, but to see now so many options, so many big fights out there, uh, big headline fights as well, history making fights, it's very, very exciting. What's your preference? Maybe you're the boss, obviously. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, you're the boss, I'm, I'm petrified. Yes. <laughs> she's groundbreaking you know what we're seeing with other male superstars is just another superstar so there's never been a female superstar in boxing in my opinion not someone that's filling arenas not someone that the broadcasters are actually saying let's headline with Katie Taylor let's look at a pay-per-view fight with Katie Taylor in 2020 like that's never been done before so she's a trailblazer in that respect but honestly like I, I was talking the other day when you talk look, look at the superstars of the sport Katie Taylor is right up there like on one hand with all of the top, I'm talking about AJ, Canelo, 
you know, Mayweather's gone, but like, that's the level that I'm talking about because she's that skilled, she's broke that much ground. And we're really only getting started. You know, I mean, that's the exciting thing. I feel like there's so much more to do. And I said, you know, remember when we had that meeting in Philadelphia, and I said to Katie, what do you think, you know, another five, six, seven fights? And she looked at me like she wanted to kill me. You know, she, was, she was disgusted. But, you know, and I, I, I don't know, you know, but this is what she loves to do at the moment. She's improving, she's boxing so well, and, and there's so many opportunities. But, you know, now in her prime, this is the time to take those big fights, because that's when you've got to grab them in your prime. You don't want to take them five, six fights down the road when you're not as good as you were five fights ago. But at the same time, she's the governor of the division. She, well, she's the governor of the sport. So all these other people have got to understand that they will get their opportunities. Katie will fight all of them, but she's the boss. And all these people, Leonardo two included, just made life-changing money tonight through fighting Katie Taylor, which is great, by the way. That's not a criticism. That's wonderful for the sport and brilliant that female fighters are getting opportunities and paydays like that through Katie Taylor. But understand, they're coming through Katie Taylor to, to receive that. So Delphine Pearson, Serrano, and what you guys don't see behind the doors, it's all very well saying, yeah, rematch her, fight her, what, what? So, but when you start to start negotiations with these people, it's very easy for them to price themselves out in that situation. So it's not just about phone her up and she'll take the fight. It's about actually getting the deal right and understand, you know, treating people with respect, but understand they can't make this kind of money unless they fight the female boss, which is Katie Taylor. And one thing I would say is I've never seen so many young women at a boxing event. It was unbelievable walking down, I mean, like hundreds of them, you know, and it's and they're all there to watch Katie Taylor. It's amazing. And other fighters bouncing off that. Terry Harper, brilliant performance tonight against Ovenall. You know, she's had seven fights, eight fights. She gave up boxing. She was a top young amateur, quit because there was no opportunities. Katie come through. She's like, oh, I'm going I'm to do that now. Go now. She's great reception. So four or five hundred tickets tonight. She's going to fight Wallstrom for the WBC Super Featherweight World Title. And she can really fight. Like you know, the, it's not about. I've said it so many times. So boring. It's not about men's boxing. I mean, if you can fight and it's exciting, it doesn't matter. But the fact that Katie's doing it as a female and breaking so much ground, it doesn't matter if she's male or female. She'd be a superstar, whatever gender she was. But it's irrelevant because she's a great fighter. And you know. <coughs> It's just an incredible story. It's getting bigger and bigger. Every fight is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Was it good? Did you know when you were in the higher weight division? Sorry? Did you know you were in the higher weight division? Or was it similar to five pounds? It's only five pounds, I guess, but I definitely felt her power. Uh, but I think she's a new, a usually a strong puncher for, sure. for her, her weight division, actually. And we knew coming into this life, we thought she was the best one to ever in the division. I've said that before. And I think she'd be all the rest of the girls in the, in the
do you find it almost more satisfying tonight, like the fact that you were so disciplined? I know you don't care for the criticism you received after your last one, but you probably feel as though you came out of there with the job properly done as opposed to maybe getting drawn into things you shouldn't have. Yeah, exactly. I think I dragged the fight this time. It was great enough. My legs felt good in there tonight. I felt strong and I was able to move this head around, which was great as well. Was that a clash of heads, Katie? That's I'm not sure, to be honest, I didn't notice at the time. I just came back to the corner and, and after the second round, actually, there was a bit as well. Is that the same one as last time? I don't know, actually, yeah. You had one in the last one. I mean, it's just sad, just put my hands up. <laughs> so, so, Eddie, very likely, or is the team likely to make a decision on where? Uh, I think the next thing is when they want to fight. I mean, Katie's always been able to box, basically, whenever she wants. She just tells us the right day. Um, Do I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, not well, no, so Brian does. But let's, let's be honest, it comes through you. So, it's the same, whenever she wants. I mean, I would think now we're in November, you've got, you know, we're looking at February, March. The zone have actually said there's a, a International Women's Day or National Women's Day in, in America in Mar on March the 7th. And uh, they'd like to run an all-female card for the first time with Katie headlining, so that would be, yes, the week before, yes, the week before St. Patrick's Day, so. And he's going to be the round card boy. Yeah, yeah. Sorana or Sorana's team have been tweeted in the last few days that they're talking about uh, boxing somebody else rather than Katie Duke. Yeah, I'll tell you the very simple situation of Amanda Sorana. She previously signed a contract to fight Katie Taylor, which she then pretended that her promoter didn't sign, right? So we went, whatever. So we negotiated a new deal with her and said, this time we're going to make you sign it rather than your promoter. So this time she signed oh, it. There's a new contract. There's a new contract and now two. she's signed. So she has to fight Katie Taylor. Now she's saying, oh, I don't want to wait till February, March. I mean, she's just boxing in September. I want to box in January. And she's going to box uh, Milena. Yeah, yeah, so if she wants to take that fight, she's got to sign an extension to fight Katie Taylor because we had six months from her fight to fight her, which is the beginning of March. So if you want to fight in January, don't pretend that we don't want to fight because you want another fight. So we don't get drawn into this stuff, but the truth is, is everybody wants the lottery victory to get the Katie Taylor fight. And Amanda Serrano against Katie Taylor is an absolute monster event. Katie Taylor, in my opinion, will headline a pay-per-view next year on Sky, but it won't be in America. And really, there's only three fights you can probably do that with, which is Serrano, Brackhouse, and Pessoon. Serrano probably needs a roadshow. Serrano, I would like. You know, <laughs> she needs her roadshow. WBA are making a um, regular champion. There's Chantel Cameron as well. Is there a really big fights or not to, like, to, that could be a bit of a span on the world? Chantel is a re like, really good young fighter. And that, no disrespect to it, because you want to give the young fighters coming through that opportunity one day. But right now, the focus is on the three, four, five fighters. I think the biggest Super problem fights. that Katie will have is the mandatories and the lightweight situation. And now going into a new division where there won't be that pressure. But soon, the WBC will say, right, you've got to fight her. And the IBF will say, this is your mandatory. And eventually, like, you can't just keep holding on to the undisputed title whilst you're fighting these mandatories that might not be that important to you. And although she won't want to give up any belts, at some point it's hard not to, unless you want to take fights that actually aren't the right fights, if that makes sense. So that's why moving to 140 sometimes will take that stress away. 
because she won't have two or three mandatories that she's got to face, and you know. But again, so we won't see the picture of Katie with 15 belts. She's already had that. Yeah. <laughs> in front of <laughs> Katie with yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 30 was 40. Serrano and Rosinfo, does Rosinfo chance they could be made on the 40 as well? Uh, no, I, I, I mean, again, that's up to the team. For me, those fights should be making 35. Serrano's made it clear she wants that fight at 35. Pursuit's at 35. Katie makes 35 comfortably. So, really, the only reason she's going to 140 is to make more history. She doesn't need to do that, but it's just another challenge. And the challenge is fighting bigger girls, you know, like you saw tonight, maybe a little bit stronger. Like, but that's the challenge of moving up. It's like Kovalev's doing the same in a couple of hours. Prepared uh, for, for you know, he should be moving to 175, but he's doing it to try and you know, win another division weight up, world title. And the Brackhouse thing will be interesting. She's 147. You know, I wouldn't like to see Katie go much over 140, like what, 140 and a half, 141. Yeah. Well, that brings yeah. the yeah. Yeah. Once it brings but, the but can, so, can Brackhouse get down to 41 or 40 or, you know? Has she made that clear? Uh, Not yet, she's fighting on their Monaco card. Um, like to come to the national. Yeah. Want to catch right up your street, yeah. Can you get the private yeah. jet to break? Yeah. Private jet to break. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's, she's another groundbreaker of the sport. I mean, she was doing this, it's very hard for me to say Katie's, you know, the trailblazer, the groundbreaker. Let's, let's be right. You know, Brackhouse, you know, was doing it. She's the first lady, as, as she said, you know, she was doing this before, you know, probably Katie won a gold medal in London. So she's, you know, she's a great ambassador for the sport and a great fighter. So two undisputed fighters fighting each other would be another Special. massive event. Katie, when all of this talk is going on between like Serrano being a video of Matthew and saying you're running away from things like that. And Mr. Gossi has been talking about since June as well. Now where of you, are you of any of that? And like, is there practically that at a certain point just wants to essentially shut them off as far as I think the fights are going to happen better so the better I am going to shut them up, I'm going to have a chance to shut them up, but I, I'm never really respond to anything like that, I, I'm, I'm always very quiet on social media and once I get them in the ring that's when I can shut them up, but um, I always say that my, uh, my strength is my quiet confidence and I, I don't need to talk back, I don't need to uh, retaliate or respond to anything, I just keep quiet and do the in the ring and that's the way I've always been. But the fights are those fights are going to happen the next year. But they are history-making fights, and I can't wait for those fights because there's more for those big fights. Eddie Katie has a really unique ability to switch from a totally relaxed state outside of an in-ring experience to ultra-aggressive <coughs> and completely different. How surprised are you with each event? Does it still kind of spellbind, spellbind you? Tonight, so tonight didn't shock, but you know it was it really was an amazing atmosphere, amazing atmosphere, you know. And uh, I expected a great atmosphere, but I didn't probably expect as many Irish in there as they were in there because you know it's, it's a long way to travel. When they were there, they were out in numbers, they were singing, and it was a nice blend tonight. Sort of crawler fans got involved. You know, the Irish were there, and then even after, you know, the Irish stayed for the qualifier, and it was nice. It was a really nice event tonight. It felt big for boxing, you know. And uh, yeah, Christina, you want to come and sit up? There? We're gonna. Uh, we're all done. Okay, so you want to stay and watch it, or you? Yeah. Christina, take a seat. We're gonna get. We'll do a couple of questions with Christina. She can take over, and then we get Katie back. Guys, any questions? You've seen a, uh, you've seen a little bit disappointed.